Everyone wants to edit your videos, man. <sighs> Are you interested in short format video? Dude, I'm already... I'm editing long format. You think I can't do short? What are these services that are, that try to fleece content creators? Like, it doesn't make any damn sense. We don't make enough money for ourselves. Stop trying to take some by doing work for us. It's, we get all these emails every day from these companies that want to edit our long videos down into short videos and want us to do all this merch sales stuff so that they can make money from us. And it's like, we don't make enough money for us. <laughs> You're barking up the wrong tree. Entrepreneurs. Let's talk about an ad. Why don't you say your name? Hey, I everyone. know you've been gone for a month. I don't know how to do anything anymore. Hey, everyone. I'm Ryan. And I'm Steven. <laughs> this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, mining, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. There we go. Steve is all cocky because he's been here holding down the fort. Hey, he, Ryan. He still remembers how to do work. Hey, Ryan, are you ready to get extreme? I'm going to get so extreme, extreme. Steve. Extreme S. Please take this abomination of a guitar off my hands. Made in 2003 in the unsung plant. I want to be like unsung, like helmet. Korea. When I went as originally part of Epiphone series, then later became part of the Goth series. I can't do that high part, so I'll just go back to reading. This episode is going to win an award. I can tell already. We're off to the races. It features the E-Series, Dove Ring Head, Starship, Andy Logo, as well as the E-Series. Apparently, it's great for metal. Which is also kind of what Helmet was, right? They were kind of metal. Were they? Oh metal? yeah, full blown metal band over there. Helmet. Yeah. I don't know. What would you call? Yeah, uh, like post grunge. Post grunge. I guess, or maybe full on grunge. It is grunge, grunge adjacent. The scratch plate is real metal, not you can, plastic. You can get away with anything, any wrong thing that you say, as long as you throw adjacent in there, and then no one can question it. Uh, let's see. The Floyd. Don't expect miracles from the Floyd Rose. They're not much cop on this price level guitar but it's seen very little use so post blade springs are healthy so it's probably like a licensed floyd right? oh yeah yeah it's absolutely a licensed floyd you uh, can tell a guitar is really good when it's you know 20 years old and has barely any use here, this is great <laughs> i thought this guitar had received a knock due to the neck pocket being misaligned but after investigation by kempsters and son music who have straightened the neck in the pocket as best they can we've come to come to the conclusion that this was a factory fault oh yeah Towards the upper frets, the bass E string gets very close to the edge, uh, and it's about to break off the fretboard, whilst the treble E has lots of room for twiddly solos. Overall, it doesn't really affect the guitar too much. Great for low end chugging and high end twiddly twiddling. I like that in this picture, the uh, the wall hanger doesn't even want to hold this thing. It's like it's like just kind of barely hanging on to it. Like, ah, do, I, do I really have to hold this guitar? <laughs> Apart from all these problems, this guitar is an otherwise very clean example of an unusual and uncommon model. I remember this line, you know, this era yeah. of Epiphone where they were putting these pickups in them and stuff like that. And they had kind of this uh, kind of budget take on alternative uh, versions of shapes and stuff like that. This one is very, very hard into the whole like 
tribal tattoo aesthetic, mm-hmm. you know, set. Like they were trying to get that like Schecter, you know, market share. Like Schecter's getting all these tribal tattoo bands. We want to get some of those over here at Epiphone. We should have saved this for the uh for the SG episode. <laughs> Are we gonna do an all all SG episode. We we're talking about it. No, I said that we're going to split the SGs into two different oh. episodes instead of oh. doing all SGs in an episode. Oops, all SGs. I. This is reminds me of a lot of body shapes, but it's like the poorest execution of this body shape, of like what I would call the starfish, or uh, like the star shape. You or, know, or yeah. you know what it actually looks like is um, the ninjas from Super Mario Brothers Two. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It looks kind of like a little cartoony guy. I like that. I want to see a version of this SG body that doesn't have the giant earwig, you know, horns cut out of the butt end. Because Mm. something interesting about this is that that back horn there is a lot longer than a normal SG body. Like, yeah, the the fins on this go back a lot farther. Like, if imagine that filled in. This would be... A crazy shaped SG. All right, I got this. I got something to say. I got something to say. He's got something to say. All right, what I want to see is, uh, you know, for a long, we talked about this a really long time ago. For you longtime listeners, you probably remember the episode, maybe, probably not. There's a lot of them where I learned that SGs weren't symmetrical. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> uh, this one's very clear that it's not symmetrical. But now what I want to see is an SG that is symmetrical, but it's not symmetrical vertically. It's symmetrical horizontally. <laughs> so it's, th- it's this basic idea, but the butt and oh, the guitar is symmetrical to the... The horns the, are mirrored? To the standard configuration. All right. All right. But what about the neck heel? You want that symmetrical? No, that part can be, uh, they can like just, it'll come together in the center and just be a square or something. You know what would make me like this a lot more? If it didn't have the dumb diamond plate pick guard. Like, I think that's like, if you took this, it's a bolt on neck. You could take this and refinish it, you know, metal flake gold. And I'd be all about it. If you gave it a flat pick guard. But that that diamond plate metallic pick guard thing, it's just like, did this thing come with a stack of Maxim magazines yeah, or something dude, like you this? Got like it. this? You, you need this. You need this <laughs> tread like the plate. The tackiest, like, oh, a guitar for dudes. Like, like you look, need, you ever. need this for your uh, to go with your PVXXL. Right, right. Or your PV Supreme. Is that the one that had you got the, mu- the extreme and the supreme? Is that the one that had the the mud flap girls cut out? <laughs> uh, that was the PV uh, XX uh, X. What was it? The triple XXX. Right, right. Which was very confusing because is that like triple it's nine X's. X's. It's, it's nine, nine X's. X's. It's nine X's. Yeah. It's the PV XXX XXX XXX. <laughs> Great name. <laughs> And this is this is an artifact from a lost time, a time when things were pretty damn ugly. 
Like, it's easy right now. I like this headstock. I think, the, isn't this one of the well, headstocks the, the, they brought back not a few, like, a couple years ago? The headstock weirdly doesn't fit this guitar at all. No. Because it looks like a very traditional side part. Like, look at both of our haircuts. <laughs> it looks like our haircuts. What I don't understand <laughs> is... Like, what? they've got a side part headstock on this Maxim Magazine guitar. I don't understand why this doesn't have... So, it's got these, like, the E-stamp pickups yeah why doesn't it have the e-stamp headstock the whole thing is just a collection of goofy parts and then it has that like that military modern knife uh truss rod cover thing going on like they threw so many ideas at this i'm honestly surprised it doesn't have dumb inlays like it is dumb inlays away from being just this perfect early 2000s visual disaster weren't these pretty cheap they probably couldn't afford to put yeah these were these were entry levels not entry you know they were they you know i think they were like three four hundred bucks or something like that i'd be surprised if they were 600 this guy one of the comments says currently sanding my eyeballs now (laughs) we don't have a price for this on on this do we they didn't they didn't send a price all right (laughs) <laughs> Do you want to here? We'll look up on Reverb. Uh, this looks like it was on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, but I'm sure you can find someone. Well, let, let's just try Google and see what happens. Oh, is, Epiphone, is the internet down? Did you try Google? <laughs> I'm trying Google. That is a inside joke just for us. <laughs> Epiphone Extreme. Let's see what comes up. Uh. So there was a bunch of different models in this, and they're all coming up. So this is the Extreme G400. Oh, I, I see it now. Is There's one on Reverb. Let's see what the pricing was. Ah, uh, it looks like it's gone. So I can't see the price. Extreme. Extreme. I don't know, man. Oh, here's one for $749 on Reverb, which is... That seems no one, so much. People don't, don't pay it. Who's going to pay that? Come on. I promise you, even if you love the look of this, there's nothing good about this. Like those were the cheap pickups they were throwing in, like their their three hundred four hundred dollar guitars. It's a real. It's probably a really bad licensed Floyd Rose. The low E is basically is almost fully off the neck at the end. <laughs> like he says, it's on the edge, but I I can't imagine trying. It's to play right that. there. Yeah, the the neck needs to be straightened out. Gee, I wonder why this thing looks unplayed, you know? Yeah. It's just a collection of bad parts. And the 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 diamond plate pickguard is the the cherry on top the, of this, this disaster of a Sunday. This is a bridge candidate. <laughs> Take it to the bridge. Yeah. Take it to the goal. The, how, on, how, could, how could they have made this cooler? Because you know, they they're going in a direction where like there is a market for what they were trying to do. Um, flat black pick guard, mm-hmm. I think would have looked good. Like you, this is this thing you've got to black it out. Flat, so black flat, black pickups, black, black pick guard, black matte body. For the time, I hate to say it, but for the time, uh, some sort of tribal tattoo inlay. If it was, imagine this. This would look classy. I don't know if I've ever seen this before. Like an ebony fretboard. Okay. With black gloss tribal inlay, so it only you only see it when it catches the light. Interesting. And then the headstock, they got to do the six in line explorer headstock. Oh, that but would, like that would have been cool. Reverse, mm-hmm. reverse it. 
Now all of a sudden this thing's starting to make sense for the people they're trying to sell this thing to. Who like, that's what I don't understand is like who was I don't even it was who for, was this for? It was for your like stained gobsnack smack gobsnack gobsmack gobsnack gobsnack stained gobsnack disturbed disturbed you know like these kind of like you know even like your even like your creeds and your hithers and stuff like that your hithers what was the name who hoobaskank hoobastanks uh you know like this it wasn't even a genre of music it was a genre of Chabelle college aged men <laughs> that existed in the 2000s. Right. <laughs> they're not quite new metal, they're not quite emo, they really have no home. They're definitely and they, they're definitely there you would have never seen this guitar. No, no. At like an at like an indie but you, emo show. You wouldn't have seen it at a new metal show either. I think you would have been more No, cuz it would have been all like Ibanez seven strings and stuff. Okay, fair. Yeah. yeah. No, this well, this yeah. is like this is a this is a, a no man's land in between everything that was going on there. It's that awful like radio. It's it was the late nineties, early two thousands equivalent of AOR. It was uh, butt rock. Everything yeah. yeah. Wait, what what were you gonna say? Everything butt rock? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking it's all, butt rock like it sound all those singers sound like they're farting. <laughs> Or like they're holding one in. Right, right. It's been a while since I had a bowel movement. So uh, I didn't. I don't want to talk about the Philippines too much because we are. I don't. You gotta wait till what's episode with Andy. But the the there's a there was a portion of the trip. There was a five hour (laughs) that you couldn't poop. There was a five hour bus ride in and out of the Philippines to get to our destination. Yeah, and both times the driver was. Like his entire playlist off of his phone was like acoustic versions of that era of music, what? like acoustic Creed, acoustic like Stained, acoustic Godsmack. What? And it and I I turned to Jake, and Jake I was Lee. yeah because yeah. the, the driver left the car for a minute, and I was like this is just acoustic tribal tattoos, and he was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine an acoustic guitar with a tribal tattoo F hole in it. Like that's, that's what we're dealing with here. (laughs) We're probably hurting feelings right now. We probably have a significant portion of of our audience that has tribal tattoos. I'm I'm sorry that you did that to yourself. (laughs) Some of those, some of those songs were like, were, you know, that's the funny thing about all, a lot of those bands is right. Is like, uh, uh, you know, like stained, right. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Stained only had like two hits in my mind because I stopped listening to them after it's been a while, I think. Uh, so they had that one and they had the song outside and out, both of those songs are like acoustic guitars. And then like the chorus is like your drop tune, like digga, digga, you know. that the it's been a while has like a super heavy chorus. And then it goes back to like this plinky, like it might as well be acoustic guitar. You thing. know what's, you know, what's weird about that whole genre, that whole scene that people thought it was listenable that it's not that different than if you took if because it's all very post grungy yeah. if if you took nirvana and pearl jam and alice in chains and just kind of and forgot to include the kind of fresh edgy soul 
that was in those and just mm-hmm. and made that ball that clump of clay just kind of like bland and annoying and like I think he doth protest too much macho you know <laughs> like trying to prove masculinity so hard that you don't believe it anymore right. like it it they really do heavily lean on these influences of bands that don't bother me at all. In fact, I enjoy them. Your Nirvana's, your Pearl Jams, your Alice in Chains. Like they, they, mm-hmm. they look back at that so heavily with their influences. Uh, but how, how do you feel about sound gardens? Yeah, there's some, no, they don't really do the sound gardens in there. <laughs> the sound gardens not really in there, but like, you know what I mean? Like what about Pearl Jams? I said Pearl Jams. Oh, yeah. dang it. You got your Pearl Jams, your Pearl, pearl Jellies, your Pearl Preserves. <laughs> you got your Alice in Chains, your Alice in Khakis. You got your Alice. They turned Alice in Chains into Alice in Khakis. Oh, my gosh. That's bad. They turned Alice in Chains into Alice in Ed Hardy. <laughs> You're really into Ed Hardy this week. This Am is, I? Is that my is second, second reference? Well, I'm saying like in outside of this, you have referenced Ed Hardy several times. Who was I talking about? Because we were talking about uh, uh, Black Carolina, Amy Winehouse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried to make me wear Ed Hardy. And I was I saying that no. Amy, Amy Winehouse is Marilyn Monroe for people who, who wear Ed Hardy. You got anything else to say about this? Here, here's who this is. Sorry, fans. So Amy Winehouse, she made wonderful music I, it's a whole other conversation <laughs> here's here's the take on this guitar okay give me the take uh, on it this guitar is f- when you're like 13 year old is getting into metal like metal of that time right right so probably yeah like you're probably this is your training wheels your reload metallic your fuel metallica your reload your yeah like your the alt he- alt heavy adjacent stuff whatever here i'll give what it- else was metal then what was metal in 2000 i don't corn yeah, but you're, you're the, your mud veins, your static yeah, X's. But you're the parent of that kid. Right. So you're going to the guitar store and you're like, hey, guitar center guy, my kid's into metal and yeah. they want a guitar. What guitar should I get him? And they're like, this one. Look how metal, all, look at all those pointies. We're guitar center. We're trying to get rid of these. Look, Here you go. <laughs> look, it's, got, it, it's got tread plate. It's got yeah. two pickups and they're covered in metal yeah everything about this is metal including the art deco design on the pickups yeah so uh <laughs> so that's how this guitar got into circulation you got anything else to say about this uh no all right don't buy it unless you plan on throwing uh, it off a bridge swapping the pick guard and refinishing it and doing something to rescue it or mangle it even further. And in this case, uh, reset the neck. Trying to repair the neck, which might not be repairable. Right, right. All right. We did it. One in the bag. <sighs> Man, it feels good, Steve. Yeah. It feels good to be back. You feel good about this so I far? I feel good. I feel I've, great. This well, is a good episode. I don't know if I can keep this energy up for is two, it, but is, we'll. Is this a good episode? Dude, we're one add in. All right. Okay. It's too early to ask that. Uh, but what it is. Uh, time to ask is, is it, uh, I don't know how to frame this in a question. What it is time to ask is, why aren't you supporting us on Patreon? If you want to head on over to patreon.com slash 60 cycle humcast for as little as $1 a month, you can support the making of this program and the fine content found therein. 
Uh, just like these people, oh, we don't have any new ones. That'll so. be it. okay. We don't have new people. Uh, we don't have new people at all. No new, no new housekeepings to do. Wow. So uh, this is the part where you're supposed to feel guilty because you've thought about joining, you've thought about supporting us on Patreon, but you haven't. And now we've gone weeks without new Patreons, and it's your fault. It actually <sighs> has been weeks. It has been. It's been like the whole, <laughs> almost the whole year. Where is but everyone? It's been a while. <laughs> All right. Uh, so ch- check that out if you want to support the show. Um, uh, let's talk about these guys, Stringjoy. Stringjoy. You hold one, I'll hold one. This is the Stringjoy uh, signature nickel wound. This is the 9 to 42. Ryan's got the orb- orbital. I've got the or- orbiters, orbiter. a 10 and a half to 50 gauge coated set. Oh, these are crafted in Nashville, Tennessee, but they're played on stages worldwide. If you support Stringjoy, you can click. If you want to buy some Stringjoy strings, click on the link in the description below. They're great strings. They're made here. They're cool dudes who support this program, unlike all of the people who joined us on Patreon this last week. (laughs) (laughs) You can buy these at Sweetwater, or you can buy them direct with our link down below, which is an affiliate link. We might not have new Patreon subscribers, Steve, but we did... Earn a commission because someone we, bought some strings. This episode today. is also brought to you by Big Ear Pedals. Look at that. Makers of the Wacka. Uh, sometime this week, we're supposed to receive the back plates. Yeah. And we got in the mail today, I got a whole pack of Sharpies. Steve and I are going to sign all the back plates. Are we going to sign outside the back plate or inside the back I think inside. inside. Right? We're doing inside so that people don't mess it up with their Velcro. So we're going to sign all the back plates. We're going to ship them to Grant and Karen, and they're going to put all the pedals together and ship out all everybody's orders. This is happening. I'm know? not going to say that there is going to be a batch two. I haven't confirmed it. But if enough people email big ear pedals and say man i'm really sad i missed out on the wacka i bet that there could be a batch too maybe we'll have to see how the how the resale market goes if we see these hitting the the resale market look for 700 800 900 thousand dollars i mean we're gonna have to reissue them here's what i know here's what i know down steve no things i don't down there there's Uh a there's a gold sparkle helmet and that company makes Sparkle helmets in like three or four other colors. Oh my gosh! So there is. I don't need more helmets. There in my is one hundred percent potential. I don't know for, what to do with that other helmet. Other colors. Of no, Laka. don't don't tempt Grant to send me more helmets. <laughs> All right, what's next? Uh, what's next is guitar bass sent by John Thomas. When I first saw this, I thought. This is absolutely ridiculous. And then Steve pointed out that it's not completely ridiculous. This is a bass with an electric guitar I mean, it's still completely ridiculous. On the body so that it would be smaller and easier to reach for shorter arms. <laughs> That's the whole listing. They want $80 for it. Can we figure out the parts here? Some no-name stratty neck on this. I just realized this has like Gibson tuners on, on it. Yeah, How yeah. does that work? And I bet one of them is backwards. Either no, it's it should be fine uh, because it's okay, from a three yeah, by yeah. three set. It's from a three by three set. That's why they went with the Gibson. <laughs> so what we have here is a P base body. Yeah. With some sort of off-brand Strat neck that has been converted to a base neck by skipping 
half the holes and then drilling a new hole on the other side of the headstock. This looks like it has the same problem as our last ad where like the neck, the width of the fretboard is not sufficient right. for the... For I don't think the, it's a neck is in their crooked problem. I think it's a base bridge is too wide for guitar yeah, neck problem. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I, they said, whoever did this, I guarantee you spent more money working on this than you would have spent buying one out of probably a dozen different affordable short scale bases on the market. Like I could recommend right now, like I've got the Dan Electro Longhorn, that's short okay. scale. There's the Bronco base, that's short scale. There's the the Hamer short scale base. You can't get them new anymore, I'm sure, but you can I bet they're all sure, over the used sure market. Yeah. There's there's all sorts of short scale bases out there in this kind of like one fifty to three hundred dollar range. Yeah. And completely. They're all going to work. I'm sure Harley Benton's got like a dozen short scale bases. And they're all going to be a lot of fun. And this is probably not fun and probably doesn't work that great because of issues. So one of the things we talked about a little bit before hitting record is whether or not this would intonate. And I do think it will intonate. Um, I think they made an attempt at intonating it. We don't know for sure if it in fact, intonates. Be, I mean, I, they definitely moved the bridge like six. That's inches. what I'm saying. They did move the bridge, so they, they at some point they realized, oh, I, we need to move the bridge because this doesn't make sense anymore. And it does look like maybe they properly relocated the grounding wire, so hopefully that still works. Well, you're only saying that because you don't see the grounding wire sticking out of the hole. Exactly. So you, you don't know if they actually relocated uh, it. <laughs> they might have said, "Oh, there's an extra wire down here. It doesn't seem to be connected to anything. Just cut that out." Well, what's the Jurassic? There's a Jurassic Park quote. They would have been much better off just converting the guitar this neck came off of into a bass. Converting the neck into a bass? No, converting the whole guitar into that a... this neck came off of. They started oh, with yeah, a strat. Yeah, I see what you're they saying. should have strung a strat like a bass. They already had to do a nut swap on this. Yeah. Yeah. They they would just had to find a a a bass bridge and and slap it on over where the, the strap bridge would be. Yeah. This is a clear case of your scientists were so, you know, obsessed with fi- figuring out if they could, that they forgot to ask themselves if they should or whatever I the quote see, is. I want to see that from Fender. I want to see a strap base. Wasn't there a base that they did a few years ago that at least was like very close to being a strap base? Maybe. Tell us down in the comments, but like, Strat scale. Strat base. Woo. <laughs> oh, no. This, what I'm thinking of was like a strat base, but it was like a full-size base with like a strat no, body. No, no. I want it to be a strat that has, but it was built to be a base. You know, because like the jazz base mm-hmm. nut width, it has that super small nut width. Yeah. So it would be, it'd be fine to be able to handle it. Yeah. The strings, the string distance would be different, but that's kind of the point. Would it be that different? It'd be different, wouldn't it? The string space might not be that different. They'd have to come up with some sort of. Well, you only have to fit four strings in there instead of six, right? So but they'd have to more come up with some sort of conversion bridge to make it happen. But I, I, sure. I believe that it's doable. I want to see strat bass. <laughs> you got I'm anything say, else to say about this? Don't buy it. Don't buy it. How much do they want? Eighty. Eighty dollars. Not even good for parts. Buy a bronco bass. Buy a bronco. Buy a, buy a bronco bass. 
And then if you want the P-Base pickups, I bet there's there's an aftermarket pick guard out there that you could you could throw in there and, and, and get the P-Base pickup if you really want that. Buy a Bronco base. Get your short scale. Don't buy that. All right. What's next, Steve? You got anything new? Uh, do I have anything new? Uh, I've been working on getting two bands off the ground. Mm. I'm getting Dinosaur Ghost happening again. I need to hit up the boys now that I'm back and, and figure out when we can practice again. We started working on a new song. Uh, also, uh, I've got that other band. Still don't have a name for it yet. We haven't even begun talking about the name, but we're we're been spending a lot of time talking about practice spaces. Another dumb idea. <laughs> it's not my idea. It's, I'm just joining the I band. I didn't say it was your idea. I just said that's a good name. <laughs> oh, I, I actually... Okay, let's segue into that. I have a list of names. Okay. Because I was going to talk about the band, but let's talk about the list of names that I came up with. Here, let me do my what's new real quick. Okay, okay, it's okay, short, okay, okay. But I think right. it... So I'm uh, frustrated because I was going to... I was going to bring this box with me and I didn't bring it, but I got a uh, pedal from gear ant and I'm going to try to get it up on Instagram uh, before actually this episode goes up. Uh, it is a rat circuit inside of a boss enclosure. Ooh, fun. And, and what he's actually done is um, you should, have, you should do like a little video, like just showing it off. You have a boss pedal? Yeah, I have a boss pedal. Show me a boss pedal. I want to find a boss. Oh, oh. There's a bu- there's a bunch of boss pedals back what there, Steve. Just a, take your pick. What I need is a DS one. Oh, I'm. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. This will work. All right. All right. But you know, like in the DS one, you've got like the classic three knobs, so it's perfect for rat. Right. What he's actually done is it's a top mount. It's a top jack boss pedal. He takes boss enclosures, does a bunch of stuff on it. Puts you talked about this on the live stream I did on Super Bowl Sunday. He actually fills in, so he removes the jacks wow. here, uses a filler, sands it back down so it's even to fill in that hole, and then he repaints the whole thing. But so it looks boss, super good. If Boss went to Top Jacks, that would make the news. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty. And I don't mean like metal. guitar news. I mean like your local news. The local news. This yeah. just in: Film at Eleven Boss pedals. Moving to top jacks. So I bring this but up. But first, the weather. I bring this up for two reasons. One, it's super cool. Garant uh, is a great follow on Instagram because he does a lot of custom uh, paint job stuff. Like uh, he will take like a case. People will send him pedals just to get them refinished. And what he'll do is he'll like sand it down and then do like, say, a, like a, a white finish or whatever on it. And then he does like hydro dipping on pedals. Mm. Uh, so that's one thing he'll do. Um but two, to bring up the point that these like boss rats went super fast and they're the kind of thing where if a brand, we say it all the time, if a brand makes something and you want to know about it, get on their mailing list, get on their, follow them on all the socials that you use. Because by the time I see something, and maybe if you're lucky, I see it and it gets shared on on like our socials. But more than likely, even by then, it's too late because I'm seeing it eight hours later. Yeah. Or I get an email, I buy it right away because I want it, and then I don't post about it till later that day because I got to go to work or right, whatever, right. right? So if you want to do it, you got to sign up for the emails. I know in in the case of these pedals, like they sold super fast. In the case of the Waka, I think it sold in like uh, what. 36 hours or something, something like that. Less than two days. So 
Um, get on those lists. Like I said, I'll have a picture on the socials. I'm super bummed I don't have it with me tonight. All right. So, band names with Ryan Burke. This is a list of band names that me and all the other guys at Gastaway Island were like throwing out there. And I just started writing them down because we would say something random like band name. It so looks I, like you typed them up. I, well, yeah, I, I typed them up in a, in a notes document. You can see how many there right, are. Right, but you said you wrote them down. I wrote them uh, digitally on my phone. Steve. Oh, okay. I hand wrote them with my fingertips digitally with a <laughs> digital keyboard on my phone. All right. So the first name, the original spinoffs. I'm just going to read through these fast and you just react, Steve, as I go. Okay. You tell me if you want me to stop. Buses with basements. Panic of the stage. What is it with dogs and drones? The stage frights. Sunburned at breakfast. Brunch theory. Massacre of kindness. Brunch theory sounds like a... Uh, like a early, like late nineties trip hop. Like sure. you should be playing with massive attack. Like acid jazz. Mm, mm, that could work too. Seven inches of sunshine living in a memory, black metal pool party. Hey, why not? Can't kill chemistry. Kangaroo jack off tropical depression, <laughs> bone in meatballs, church of aquatic high five, giant fire, Anything could be a band name. No starfish required. My gay uncle. My fat uncle. So my gay uncle is parentheses indie band, and my fat uncle is parentheses ska. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Ibanez connection. Russ McJunkin and the upper lips. My father's upper lip. Banana recycling facility. More pineapple than man. Acid on the nail bed. Why are these, most of these are hot, like not, they're just things. How many of these did Henning come up with? Shove the pineapples, viscous fishes, fan hoggers, twisted pillopenis, every day a drone, <laughs> fucking in the future, laugh attack, 10 days in Japan, the rooster story. 10 days in Japan sounds good. Do fish have teats? Penis for breakfast. Rebooting the world. What? Sentient vagina. Puritanical guilt in wasting food. Sunburned dick. Decoy asshole. An unusual collaboration. Starfish farm. <laughs> Tender impact. I never had it hot. Janky Sasquatch. Henning's probe. Mr. Lizard. Weird salmon party. I feel like Mr. Lizard's already a name. Touched by a Canadian. Sorry, eh? Hevos Twistos. Adult spinach. Drowning in mango juice. Hot, not spicy. Troll milk. Milk the comments. Devil's avocado. Not necessarily Swayze. Social orgasm. No iguanas in Tijuana. Kubrick stare, but it's spelled S-T-A-I-R. Hand me the oh. shotgun. Canadian Ryan. Hand me, hand me the shotgun is definitely a screamo band. Constipated fuzz, gigfoot, foamy cum, but it's spelled C-O-M-E. Theoretical tennis lessons, <laughs> dirty little sock puppet, solar sneezers, hopeful thinking, beans for breakfast, cloaca, parentheses, filthy all-purpose hole, the human <laughs> connection, snorkel dip, one breakfast left, dancing with the rooster, back to Bert. Tits out Uno, seven foot tall girlfriend, flesh penis, 
Blood penis, meat penis, frisbee bitch, lonely, miserable people, the shoes we left behind, wink, wink, quantum foam, keyboard cowboys. I think uh, frisbee bitch needs to be, uh, <laughs> and that should be like if you're playing in a competitive, uh, like adult ultimate frisbee league. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna leave it out there. Open invitation. These band names are available. If you're looking for a band name, if you have any band name suggestions that are better than those, let Ryan <laughs> how know. Could, how could they possibly be better, Steve? Yeah, how could anything be better than penis breakfast? <laughs> Definitely no better name than that. You you get a little insight into what conversations were like. You should just on the you island. should just make your name animals everywhere. <laughs> No, no, it's an- animals at the end. Animals at the end, yeah. Animals at the end. <laughs> All right, let's do other stuff on the show, Steve. Yeah, yeah let's talk about... <laughs> One more sponsor? Bad habit. Uh, I've been listening to a, a decent amount of Steve Lacey, so uh, I don't know that he uses a habit, but... He could. He might. And look at what I've got right here, Steve. It's the thing I always talk about. It's a field guide. They make these really super cool very informative books about everything you need to know about chaseless pedals. And they're just from, from a designer standpoint, this is art. Like Gross. I would, they, they should have every page like framed and hung in their offices because they're, like, they're, it's just like the illustrations are beautiful. It's just how do you know brilliantly explained how every little thing works and you know, every way that they can't explain that it works. Like, Hey, here's a mystery. We're not sure what will happen if you do this, but you could give it a try, you know? Like, there's just, it's extremely charming. It's extremely informative. If you've ever been worried that you get a chaseless pedal and not know how to use it, this is how you know you're going to be able to use it, these very informative little books here. So go check out Chaseless Audio. They've been sponsoring us forever and ever and ever, and you could send them a thanks by buying one of their pedals, maybe two or three of them. I mean, Christmas is still what? 300 shopping days away? Something like that. (laughs) All right. This topic was sent by Paul Blaine. He says, all analog rigs versus rigs that have digital components versus all digital slash solid state rigs. Discuss. Um, I, I, I feel like this is an interesting conversation to have right now in this point in guitar gear history because digital has gotten to the place where there's a lot of stuff where it's like, we don't mind that it's digital at all. I'll I'll say that. Okay. I understand what he's saying with all, I think with all analog um, versus, so he says versus rigs that have digital components versus all digital slash solid state rigs. And I think by the last one, he's saying like digital, amps right because right. one of the things i'll say is if you took i'm gonna go out on a limb here i'm gonna i'm gonna maybe well, there's, maybe there's, i'm gonna be way wrong there's two if extremes you take, no if you take yeah. a boss heavy metal yeah yeah and you run it through any of these amps back here right except maybe the boss katana right you still have an all analog rig right the acoustic 150 that's an all analog rig right but I assume what he's saying is like non-tube, like 
an uh, an analog rig with digital pedals. You're hung up on the amp part digital, uh, because that's that's my pet right, peeve. Right, right. Because you're like, my pet peeve, Paul. Because pet peeve, Paul. He's clearly saying like all analog, like tube amp at the end. He's not counting solid state as part of analog. Which you, you well, it, and also like, is an all analog rig? Does that mean? Uh, like, all, do all your pedals also have to be tube? Okay, this? there's there's two extremes here, and then there's everybody in between, which is most right. of us. On one side, you have an all analog rig. You're at no point does any part of your signal get converted into ones and zeros, and that includes solid state amplifiers. It's not just tubes, guys. Right. That includes solid state amplifiers. But I think in the soul of his question, we're gonna assume that he means tube amps. Yeah. Um. On the other side of it is a full digital rig. Mm-hmm. Straight into a processor, straight into the house. Maybe you have pedals that are digital before the processor or after, something like that. It's The majority of your rig is converting your signal into ones and zeros and then converting it back into an audio signal. Where most people are comfortable living these days is various digital components to their pedal boards. Yeah. Or maybe even you know rack processing, and then a mostly analog amplifier. Like I think that's where most people live these days. Like most people are like, oh yeah, I have no problem throwing a digital reverb on my pedal board before my tube amp. And I don't think be, because the amp and the speaker mm-hmm. are really the last part of, of of a guitar voice. I think all those ones and zeros, if you could even hear them by the time they hit the tubes or the solid state uh, components and then hit a real speaker, like that all gets filtered and smoothed out. Right. Unless you're going for really extreme, like bit crushed sounds. You well, know? One of the things I'm thinking about right now is the fact that I don't know that I've ever played out like played a, a gig of any sort or at church or whatever on guitar in all analog rig. I feel like at I like because basically I'd have to be doing something either with an analog delay or no delay. Are we gonna count digital delays as Well no, that's what it says. Have digital components like digital reverbs and delays. So that would be like if you have digital pedals Running into an analog amp. But you think about like a DD3, technically a digital delay. Yeah, it's a digital delay. It's not like an advanced right, right. ping-pongy whatever. Actually, does a DD3, does it do stereo function? No. No. Okay. I would say because if it did stereo function, then... No, I, I get what you're saying. It's, it's And then like there's, a, there's, there's two extremes on digital, too. Sure. There's there's the extreme like lo-fi like you can hear bit crushing and things like that. You can hear artifacting and some people will chase those sounds and be like, "Oh yeah, I want, you know, I want to hear like digital artifacts and yeah. you know, for this thing that I'm working on." And then there's the other side where the processing power is so high and there's so much going on that you get into hyper realism, like fidelity beyond what guitar is supposed to be capable of. Like right. just stacks and stacks of Octavy shimmery reverbs and modulations mm-hmm. and hi-fi sounds that could never be obtained yeah. with a standard it's, analog it's rig. It's your, you know, it's your classic like 
90s my bloody valentine mogwai sonic youth whatever sort of like soundscape artist versus like what we think of in modern shoegaze which tends to be a lot of like digital reverbs into fuzzes and whatnot sure sure and then in between you have digital that just makes guitar sounds and sounds fine Mm -hmm. you know and I i think a lot of this debate is mostly over now as far as everything in between your guitar and your amp. The yep. debate is still alive at the end of the signal. Right. But in between, right. like it really doesn't matter. Uh, sure. It, it just depends on what you're going for. Well, like, I don't know, Ryan. I mean, Jimmy just plugged his guitar straight into a 1968 Marshall JTM uh, 45 and turned it up to 11 when he blew the brains out of everybody at Woodstock 69. Ryan, I've been having a weird craving for Jimi Hendrix didn't need no Strymon pedals or he would have bought them if you could line um, six <laughs> boys with a time machine here, Jimmy use this. Um, <laughs> it's a Kemper. It's a metal zone. <laughs> Can you imagine Hendrix with a metal zone? He would have <laughs> loved that thing. He would have been... had trouble. There were no effects loops. <laughs> okay. So I've been having this craving Lately, for like pizza, for uh, like full blown digital distortion, like what was on my old Zoom twenty one hundred, and I looked at that pedal that that JHS covered a while back, the uh, the uh, the Digitech Distortion Factory. Yeah, and I was like, no, it's trying to be analog distortions, and it probably sounds like I want a full blown, crappy sounding digital distortion for the sake of digital distortion. I'm trying to think if there what. Like, I could probably do it with like the little Zoom uh, MS fifty thing that I have. Right, there's probably something in there. Yeah, but you're wanting it to be like that, but without being like bit crushery. Yeah, I don't want like. bit crushed, but I want like there is a digital distortion, you know. But I don't want it to sound like lo-fi. It's just that very specific, like not a lot of dynamics, kind of on and off, very tight grit to it. Like there's nothing organic about it at all, just this hard crunch, you know? Like, I think there's a use for that. Because it, it, you used to encounter that as like, oh, here's a th- here's the distortion in this cheap right. four modeler from 1997, and it's just, you know, the best emulation I have of, of a metal zone right now <laughs> sort of thing, or of a high-gain amp, and you live with it until you can get the real thing. I want the fake thing again. Mm-hmm. And there's certain there are certain things that I don't think have made the transition to digital uh, versions yet. Like I don't it think ki- it kind of sounds like what fuzzes don't do well as digital. Right. It kind of sounds like what you're saying is like you know Coca Cola is good, but sometimes I just need that. What's a knockoff of Coca Cola? I want that uh, Shasta Cola. <laughs> yeah, I want the store brand Coke. You know, the store brand. Cola. It just says cola no, on cola. it. Cola. Cola. <laughs> uh, do, do we murder this this conversation? Yeah, down I, with mean, it? I think it's tough, and I think you're right. Like, for the most part, um, there's pros and cons to everything. I think for the pedals, though, like, you can – it's it's hard. You can get – I think to me the thing is, like, so, er, er, every, like, you can get simple – digital pedals they don't have to be right they don't have to be the habit you know they don't have to be this drive on strifecta they can just be uh 
They don't have to be some sort of Maris can, thing, you know. Yeah, they can be a three knob delay. They well, can I, be I, a, a the the L, you know, from I use, all those Belton brick yeah things. Those are all digital. Those I use digital pedals. the they're, uh, they're four knobs are simple. The Electro Harmonics Canyon mm-hmm. on the on the Deluxe Memory Man setting. Like for mm-hmm. me, functionally, it's a Deluxe Memory Man. Right. It has other things it can do, but I use it as a dark, murky. Warm analog style delay. It's, it's a, not analog. It's a digital Lux memory. Man. It's a digital Lux memory. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> Put that on a shirt, Mike Matthews. Yeah, Mike. If you're watching, he doesn't what? watch. He always says that he's going to, and then he never does. <laughs> I never heard him say that. <laughs> Yo, I call him up, Mike. Did did you watch the podcast this week? Yeah, Ryan, I totally, I'm totally gonna watch it, and then he never does. And yeah, I, he's totally, like, he's like, yeah. I'll watch him after I finish my cigar. Right, he never finishes his cigar. <laughs> he never finishes his cigar. Never finishes playing the sitar. You got anything else? Man? I haven't seen Mike Matthews in person in a couple of years because he used to go to Nam all the time. Maybe he'll be there. And then soon. COVID happened. I've, I'm getting not to. Derail. I mean, I've, I've never actually talked to him. I'm just going to say that. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of getting, I need, we need to talk to, we need to talk to the boys about what we're doing for Nam. Cause I'm getting real itchy. Okay. Talk to the boys. You figure it talk out. Talk to the boys. My, my plan has been pretty loose. I might just like crash at a friend's house overnight and just two, two days up there. But if the boys have a place, I'll crash with those carps boys. Yep. With the yep. carps, the carps, you guys don't understand the reference, but you know, it's that's fine. That's our boys, the Carps. To. If they're getting in Wednesday night, I might go straight from They Might Be Giants to Nam. I was probably going to do Friday, Saturday, because the... I don't know. I don't know. that Because you you would be going north anyways. I'd be have, I have an hour drive home after that show either way, so it's either an hour to Gosh, I need the to start, middle of Riverside County or yeah. an hour to Anaheim. I need to start looking at dates seriously, huh? Because that's coming up. <laughs> When is Nam again? April thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. So it's not it's not this month. It's not it, no, it's not this month. It's, it's not, not March. Next month, which is March. It's currently February. Is this is this episode come out in March? I don't know. I don't remember. Let's check the calendar. Maybe this episode come no, well, this episode doesn't come out in March. Okay. No. This episode comes out the last day of February. <laughs> Because we're so, putting it out on Tuesday. Guys, remember to watch this episode on Tuesday. It's not coming out on Monday. You won't know that until it doesn't come out on Monday. But it's not coming out on Monday because there's going to be a JHS launch, which happened yesterday if you're watching this on Tuesday. You couldn't watch this on Monday because it didn't come out Monday. It's Tuesday. And yesterday you watched the JHS launch. JHS launch. It's three fuzzes and a voltage starving thing. So <laughs> you just spoiled it for Steve. <laughs> You want to do this last ad? I do want to do this last Let's do ad. This last ad. This is from. It feels good to be back here with you, Steve. This is from the Ninja Cat Boy. And actually, it's from Ten Ninja Cat Boy. Meow. There's oh, all this says is Jazzmaster one thousand dollars. It's in Culver City, California. Mm-hmm. I actually found the ad for the uh, the offer up ad, and it didn't have any more text. This is okay. this is it. What's up with this? Uh, what's up with this uh, uh, whammy bar here? There's a lot going on here. There's there's a, a lot to unpack here. Why is there a hole cut in the pit guard? We've got a made in Mexico uh, jazz master here. Um, I think it's got Jay Mascus pickups in it because it's got the screw 
pole pickups, oh. which is like the P90 style internals. Right. Uh, it's missing its knobs. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going through a couple things here before we get to the big stuff. It has a gigantic hole cut in the pickguard with a bit of chicken wire behind it. Yeah. I am assuming they intended to install a speaker behind it at some point and then never got around to it. There's all kinds of weird little like pressure marks and etchings all over the place. Like look at, look at behind the bridge here. Like what happened there? There are seven like punch holes just behind oh, the bridge. Weird. This has a tunematic style bridge, which is another like Jamascus sort of element. So I don't know. Did they make a Made in Mexico Jamascus? I didn't think they did. Or this is some Made in Mexico. This this is the one that's got the 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 vibrato closer well, to the bridge too. This is 2013. So is this started as a classic player? This is some specific model of Jazzmaster that has a few unique features to it. But yeah, I want to know everything about this wiggle stick bar because it's got a really weird end on it. It looks like it's weird dimensions. It's shorter. Like, did they cut the the bar shorter and then put their own tip on it? Oh, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I don't know Jazz Masters well enough to tell you. So these are the original pickups. Okay. Uh, I found one on Reverb. It only has one picture, but that one picture has uh, those pickups, and it looks like it has the same. But I'm a cinematic style. Okay, so this was bridge. this was a specific run of Jazz Masters that had these features. I, didn't you have one of these? No, I had the I, thought, I had the vintage modified Squire. Oh, I thought you had a classic player for some reason. No. at some point, uh, they've there's all sorts of etching stuff going on here. It also looks like they went over the pit guard, which is a tort pit guard. They went over it back and forth, and then up and down. So like they did like a cross hatching pattern with like super heavy sandpaper. It's it's actually kind of impressive how it looks cool. Even I think they that got actually it. looks pretty cool. It has a bit of like a parchment texture to it. Yeah. I kind of don't hate it. You're, you're not wrong. I mean, the hole really kind of screws with your, with the whole thing. The hole. The hole. Did I not get a picture of the switch tip? You did. The switch tip is a Lego man. Look, oh, there it is. Right yeah. There. There's a Lego guy. I, li I like that. That's a, that's, that's a fun element. That's cool. That's a little personal touch right there. Um, they want a thousand dollars for this. Yeah. Oh, uh, also, there's an etching at the the bottom of uh, the, the piece of wood just below yeah. the last fret. This person had a thing about etching and scrape. This is the someone who leaves graffiti in bathroom stalls. You know, right. that's what's going on here. So, um, so here's the thing. And also, it's missing its knobs, and one of the pots will need to be replaced because half the shaft is broken off. Here's the thing: the most expensive classic player jazz master on reverb right now is 1372 that's higher than i thought it was going to be there's another one for well like i suspect because it's weird numbers yeah it's in the uk there's another one for 1259 also in the uk it gets down to like a thousand dollars pretty quick like yeah. you can get some like pretty this one that's a thousand dollars i'm not gonna i, I mean, bet a bet a lot of those phone. are cherry uh, well, they're at least in much better. Maybe right. not cherry, cherry, but this one might be cherry. It's newer. It's a 2018. Uh, they're trying to point out something, but I'm not going to read the description. Probably 
fretware. Nine ninety five. I can see the price, but it's nine ninety five plus shipping. Right. And after shipping, it's like ten fifty. Um. So I, you know, I think. Uh, yeah, this is a terrible deal. Uh, awful deal. You can reverse a lot of this new pit guard. Let's call it forty dollars after shipping. Sure. Uh, new pot. You need to replace one of the pots. Uh, let's call that. Let's just call it a ten dollar repair, including the cost of your time. Uh, so there's fifty bucks. You don't value your time very much. I know, you? I know. Uh, you know, I can do it quickly. New new switch tip. Let's just throw that in with the fifty bucks. Switch tips aren't expensive. Let's assume everything functions here and is fine. Yeah. You you can take it back pretty clean. It has some little bumps and dings still on the body. Have, okay. Here's a question I have. Maybe you know, but it's all labor. You know, it's. It, yeah, oh, yeah, you're yeah. going to have to buy, if you want a stock bar, you're going to have to track down the correct uh, wiggle stick bar for this because I have no idea what's going on here. Uh, so that's going to be another 30 bucks. So you, you, you've got yourself an $80 investment to write this thing. Okay, I got to ask this question because I uh-huh. don't know the answer. Is this swimming pool routed? It shouldn't be. So go back to this picture of the hole. Yeah. No, they, they had to take wood out to this do that. Is t- this is like missing wood, right? Yeah, but cosmetically, you could take it back. Sure, but it's like, if you recognize Look that this is like... this like rough bits here. Did like yeah, a, it's a like... It's like uh, no, I, that's just... Uh, it's just like... Is it scraped were, the paint? Well, if they routed out inside the body, they probably just messed it up. Right. This thing's going to need... Like, looking at all the wires hanging around in there and how messed up... Yeah, you're, that looks, you're probably going to end up rewiring I this. I think you're going to open this up and find like like a mama rat and a papa rat and <laughs> some baby rat. Maybe it was the cage. Dude's just been like feeding no, he, Cheetos through that mess. He put his little pet. He's got some sort some poor field mouse in there and he locked it inside of a guitar. He's like, this is your new home. And he puts little pellets through there and little bits of straw for it to make a nest. And it died in there. So he's like, oh, my pet died. I'm selling the cage That's, now. This cage makes me sad. Look at it. I got to sell it. The mouse is still in there. The call is coming from inside the house. Now this is a haunted guitar, haunted by a mouse corpse. Yes. Okay, let, let's call it. Let's assume you, you're going to pay someone to to write this ship. You're going to take it to a tech, like, hey, new pick guard, new pot. Uh, you might have to rewire this. Let's call it $150. Tech's not going to do that for $150. 200 yeah, let's say 200. Say 200. So now this is they could potentially if it was in clean condition maybe charge a thousand. I feel like now it's in the 700s. Cuz it's not if just about the, it's yeah. not just about the cost of the labor, it's about the cost of the trouble that it's going to take you to take it to someone to to get it fixed. Like this is a I think I think this is a $700 guitar. I think that's fair. I take I could take chances at seven hundred. At seven hundred dollars, if you saw this and you were looking at clean listings and like, well, if I do this, then it's a thousand dollars. Then it's going to start feeling tempting, yeah. Because there's nothing about this that's an upsell to a new buyer. And These like, are all personal touches. And some of those things you're talking about, like for me, if I was buying this, the wacky or whatever, it's not really wacky. It's just different uh, trim bar. Well, I'd want to try that. I, I probably, I might not replace that. I might just take it out and be, you know, just not. Oh, you're just not going to use the wiggle stick. I don't know. I'm saying like that's, that would be like an optional like thing. I just, I wouldn't buy this anyways. Cause uh, 
uh, Tunomatic style bridges don't belong on Jazzmasters. I you know? wouldn't buy this anyway because I don't want anything haunted in my house. <laughs> Even if it's haunted by a mouse? Especially if it's haunted by a mouse. What if it was haunted by a louse? Ooh, what if it was haunted by a mouse that was killed by a haunted louse? And what if that louse was wearing a blouse? All right, Dr. Seuss. Would you, could you, <laughs> in a guitar? Yeah. Would you, could you, at the bar? <laughs> we can't just rhyme. They have to make sense. We can't just rhyme random words. Yeah. Unless there's a picture to go along with it. That's how Dr. Seuss got away with it every <laughs> single time. Like, as long as there's a picture, it makes sense. I can say whatever I want. That's basically what he did. That's it. I cracked the code of how to be Dr. Seuss. You can say whatever you want as long as there is a picture to go along with it. Yes, and? Yeah, exactly. All right, get us out of here, Steve. <laughs> no, we got to oh! do the Adventurers Club. Who won? We've got the Master of Jazz here. We, we got the, the guitar bass. The guitar bass and the Epiphonic Stream. Epiphonic Stream. This is a tough week, I think, this, for me. They're all good. K Sly sent the Epiphonic Stream. John Thomas sent the guitar bass. And uh, the Ninja Cat Boy sent Master of Jazz. I feel like I. I'm going to go off of the one I had the most fun talking about. Do you think it's the same thing that I'm I'm going to. That, that you're going for? No, but let's do it on three, two, one, and then say it. Okay. Three, two, one. Extreme, extreme at the oh. phone. Extreme, yes. Congratulations. I thought you were going to say. The, I thought you were going to say the master jazz. No, I, I had a lot of fun uh, dunking on early two thousands bands. I did a lot of sing, mock singing of early two thousands bands. Yeah, you did. So <laughs> there we go. Congratulations. And it's funny when I slide. when I saw that ad, I was like, I don't want to talk about that <laughs> thing. And then I was like, the. Me not wanting to talk about it is a reason to want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Tell us about the song, Steve. Mark, finally get this out is here. from Mark Riegler. He says, hi, Ryan and Steve. Many thanks for playing one of my songs, Cat Food, last year. I bought a Kuvabe fuzz pedal. Quote, have you heard of 60 Cycle Hum? The seller asked. Oh, yes. They played one of my tunes the other week. I went from zero to hero in the blink of an eye. Here's another song called Orange Slice. I hope you like it and we'll play on the show. Joke's on you. I haven't listened to the song yet, but I am playing it on the show.
Very fun. Kind of light and citrusy. Yes, play a commercial, Steve. <laughs> By the way, if you want to send a song, email address is down here. Also, if you want to send ads, the same email address. Right here. Yeah, down here. Send us screen grabs of ads that you find on Craigslist, eBay, Reverb, OfferUp, wherever you find them. And if we like them, we'll put them on the show and then we'll decide whether or not it's our favorite. And if it's our favorite, we're going to write you an email in reply and offer you a gift card for $20, maybe sometimes $25 because that's the minimum at Reverb if you want a Reverb <laughs> gift card. <laughs> we'll figure it out. This is what we're I doing mean, do you think, all year. Do you think it would be fair if we just made everything like $25? Okay, all right. We'll make it $25 now. Sorry, everyone who already got a $20 one. You just, it's the breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you, you got more than you thought you were going to get, right? Yeah, that's yeah, true. Right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Stay grounded. <laughs>